Welcome to Leaders on the Rise, Season 2, Road to a Million and Beyond. I'm your host, Lydia Pierre, also known as the Corporate Socialite. In this season, we're going to be talking to some of the most successful and inspiring business leaders of our time about their journey to reaching millions in revenue. We're going to be diving into the nitty gritty of what it takes to build a successful business from finding the great idea to executing on that idea and scaling it to the next level. We'll also be talking about the challenges and obstacles that these leaders had to overcome along the way and how they were able to overcome them. If you're an entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, then this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get inspired. Welcome to Leaders on the Rise, Road to a Million and Beyond. Today, we have an amazing guest who is with us to talk about wealth, building and be able to grow your wealth to that million dollars that we're talking about so that you could be, be in a position to be successful and be able to continue to know how to not only grow the wealth, but to maintain that wealth. Everybody, welcome Axel Mayahufa. Hey, I'm Axel. How are you? Hey, Lydia. Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So your company is Ideal Wealth Grower. Mm-hmm. And you help people essentially grow their wealth. Okay. So I know right. it's in the name, but tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, I'm a retired Air Force officer who started a business and became aware, well, it's probably not enough years in the traditional sense to really build a retirement kind of traditional 401k thing or so forth. So started to look into real estate investing and did that basically on my own or with the, for the family and then telling people about it, you know, just in the normal conversations, you know, what are you doing? What are you up to? Kind of stuff like that. And I told people that we were, you know, doing investments in that kind. And everybody said, well, it might be helpful if you let other people know as well. And I was always bragging about the relationships that I had built, you know, with lenders and banks and insurers and and so forth. Mm -hmm. And that's how it started. And what we do now is, like I told you before we started recording, is basically I'm mentoring people in how do you do the same thing that I have done. And in addition, also make all these relationships that I have built over years available to them to make it easier for them to basically replicate what I've done. Awesome. Awesome. And when you say replicate what you have done to be able to get into that wealth growing space as well to help others grow wealth, or just so they can understand how they can grow wealth for themselves? For themselves, yeah. In most cases, I mean, I should probably mention first that the way we are basically working together when we have a client, when when I mentor them is to help them find suitable, well-performing properties in the residential real estate space that they can invest and own. And when I say well-performing, that means that they are basically generating positive cash flow from the moment that they buy them. So as soon as you buy one of those houses and property management puts a tenant in it, it should leave some money left over after everything has been paid every month. Right. What time that amount typically grows because rent goes up. But if you get a whole portfolio, like a whole number of properties, most people need anywhere between 8 to 12 to get to a point to say, okay, now I have enough money coming in every month to cover all my life expenses. And then we call that the time freedom point. You can actually decide, what do I do with the freedom that I now have to decide 
to use my time? Do I want to keep my job? Do I want to maybe work only half time? Do I want to do something I'm passionate about, but that doesn't pay so well? That freedom is basically the goal to get to. And I found and I, I believe that investing in residential real estate is one of the best ways to do that because that will always be needed. Right? Right. When you ask and say, what do we need? We need food, shelter, and safety. Yes. Right? So I did 22 years of safety. <laughs> and now I'm basically helping people to own shelter so that we can help other people to live in the houses that we own. Absolutely. Well, I love that. And like you said, that the basic needs of any human food, shelter, safety. So to be able to be in one of those industries that provides right. that is definitely a recession-proof strategy, so to speak. Yeah, it's not, you know, we're not going to go back to caves or suddenly right. sleep <laughs> in a football stadium or anything like that, right? And so actually there is a move for people wanting to live in their own house more mm. than used to and i think it was you know there are not very many things you could say that were good about the pandemic but that was one of the good things i used to say it in 2020 and 21 that it's very hard to social distance in an elevator yeah but most people <laughs> that live in an apartment complex you know that's the way you get to the second or third floor and stuff like that so this okay i want to have my own space especially also now with work from home as a possibility that also came from the pandemic right so well it's much easier than yeah. doing that when you're in an apartment so a number of things i believe even triggered more people than before to say yeah if i can i want to live rather in my own house with a little garden and an extra room for an office but not everybody can afford to buy it right, right? she with these high interest rates so that's where People like myself and our investors come in to say, okay, well, let our, us buy it. If you are a dependable tenant that pays their rent, it's a win-win. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I like your, the point that you made about how the way the the climate change with the pandemic, everything pivoted, right? Everybody had to pivot and kind of their mindset had to pivot too. It's not just pivoting in the, in the sense of the economy, but there's a mindset shift that had to change too. Because once upon a time, being at home working was not even a, a not something that could even be fathomed, right? Like imagine working from well, home. Well, for those people that did it, like how many women and how many wives did that and never right. got paid. Now, you know, we, we can do this and make our living from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, there was a mindset shift that was kind of like a top down approach in order to be able to accommodate that new normal so, and, and I know mindset is really big when it comes to building wealth, right? So being able to get in that headspace where you not only see yourself being wealthy, but understand what comes with it, how to manage it, all of that. So there's a preparation that has to kind of take place before you just start being on this road to a million dollars, essentially. And as yeah, a mentor, exactly. yeah. yeah I, I totally agree with that. Yes. And so as a mentor, what are some of the things that you do to help your clients or the people that you work with? to get their mind in that space, to be ready to become wealthy and to grow their wealth? Yeah, well, if for the first few years, I used to always tell the same story or the same kind of like ideas on, on what I think people should do. Ultimately, I decided it's probably just easier you write it down and make okay. it, put it on the website. So if anybody is listening, wants to get into that, you go to ideawealthgrower.com forward slash free and you can download what we call the mindset menu. The main point about it is, First, and this is true for so many things, first you want to take an inventory of where you are, which in that 
context means on a spectrum between I feel like a victim right. or I feel like I'm in charge. I can determine how my future is going to look like. On that spread, where are you right now? Now, what I found is not so much with investors who are already convinced they want to be investors, but with people who are kind of on the fence, they're trending more to, to that victim side. Mm. And the first thing, so like I said, is inventory. Where am I? Where am I on that spectrum? And for that, the mindset menu gives you a number of exercises you can go through. Then there is the realization, okay, this is where I am. And then there are some suggestions and some things you can do and some habits you can form who trend more and more to this, I am the creator of my own future. Right. And to make that kind of more tangible, at the end of the mindset menu, there's also a little story of somebody who had a job that he actually liked to have, but it never really was very satisfying. And so through some circumstances and some other stuff, he basically starts realizing that there is a passion and he always thought it would never make any money. And only when the mindset shifted to say, well, if I never try, I never know. Right. That's when he got into it and was then surprised that, you know, in this case, it was about love of cooking. And he started cooking and people loved his cooking. And ultimately, he did it just basically on a side job or when they had a barbecue or whatever. And that became his profession. Wow. Right? And so, but it took that initial thing to say, okay, I'm working in my job and I have a boss and I satisfy the boss. It's not so much am I satisfied with what I'm doing. And that shift is basically what the manual and the exercise and stuff like that help to do. And that's also, you know, an important component for what we do in the mentorship. Because when I come to you, Lydia, and say, okay, you tell me the number, mm -hmm. you pick a number that what are your life expenses right now that you would like to replace. And I can tell you based on that number, you will need to own nine houses. On the very first glance, that's like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to own nine houses. Right. But then like everything, basically anything, right? You went to school, you went to college, you started in a job. Everything is not you, the master from day two. Right, right, right. You take steps to get there. And that's basically what we do in the mentoring is basically help you to take the steps to get the first one and then the second one. And by the third or fourth one at the latest, you know well enough how to do it, to do it basically on your own. But uh, that's basically what the mentorship is trying to accomplish is for one, to educate you on how to do it and then practically take you by the hand and do the first few mm -hmm. and make it a little easier than if you, you could theoretically do this all by yourself. But if right. you have somebody like me, you get all the relationships and all the experience and that makes it a little easier and a little faster. Right. And even that, there's a mindset within that as well, right? Just understanding the benefits of having a mentor or a coach who's been through it, who's experienced it, and might be able to help you essentially cut those corners and not go through some of those same experiences in, in a way. So, yeah, that's true. But if you really think about, you know, could you get to a library and get books and learn everything that you learn in school, in high school, in college? Maybe. But there's a reason why you have teachers, right? Mm -hmm. And if you go and get into a job and you work with people, could you ultimately learn how to do it? Or how much easier is it if some of the people who have been there and have developed the whole thing can help you along so that you can get good in a reasonable amount of time? And you can use tons and tons of other examples where this somebody is an apprentice in something, 
And then through practice and adding more and more knowledge, you master more and more. Right. And we don't really do much other stuff. We bring people in that are basically apprentice, novice status in residential real estate investing and help them to master it. That doesn't mean that they have to ever leave. But, you know, typically after they have bought a few properties, they have gained enough experience to continue. Right, right. right. And experience is the best teacher, right? At the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, And what we want to avoid is that the experience is negative because oftentimes, yeah. especially in these times where everything is kind of instant gratification, if there is disappointment, it goes the other way. We're just not talking about it that much, right? If something doesn't work, there's a high tendency that people say, oh, I'm never going to do that again. Right, right. Well, in reality, when you really sit down, and I don't know, you will probably have or have already had a lot of guests that talk about how to get to the million, you will find that there are not, yes, you can have a million business ideas. But you, if you look at really the opportunities, you can do a business, you can invest in the stock market, meaning investing in other businesses, mm -hmm. you can invest in real estate, or you can invest in commodities. Those are basically the four main things. Right. Now, each one has different flavors. But if you just because you had one bad experience here, I'm never going to do stock market again. 2022 was horrendous. I lost 30%. Never going to do that again. Then you say, okay, well, during the pandemic, I started to do baking, you know, my own baking. And I turned it into a business and it didn't go. Well, I'm never right. going to do business again. Now you're down to two. Right. So that's what I'm trying to avoid that people trying to do something on their own while they are novice have a bad experience and then just throw the whole thing out forever right. and ever and ever do it again. Right. Throwing the baby out with the bathwater, like they say. Yeah, you said. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, and I know you're also still speaking from experience, right? So there's not something that's just come out of nowhere. Cause I'm sure you've been through experiences as a, when you first got into this as a novice, where you wanted to throw the baby out, the bath or the baby, the bathtub, all of it. So yeah, I mean, what was that for sometimes, you? you know, that's, and for example, one lesson learned was don't ever underestimate the idiocy of people. And that sounds pretty harsh, but we actually, my wife and I, we had made an experience that Owning a house that is rented six, seven thousand miles away is really hard, yeah. especially when you think that family members could manage it for you. That was not a good experience. Right. So the next opportunity years later was to say, okay, while well, we are living here, there's an opportunity to own a house as an investment down the down the street, like ten minutes walk. Right. And so we we bought the house, put somebody in who had a pretty res high responsibility role in his job where we thought, OK, well, it makes secure income. Right. To get to that level needs to be reasonably intelligent. Then we get a call from the fire department that the house, well, it wasn't really on fire. But what they had done is they had put wood into the fireplace and didn't open the chute. When I said, man, how, how, you know, how can you try to make a fire inside the house without opening the chimney? Yeah. I didn't know I needed to do this, right? Like, so that's why I'm saying, you know, never underestimate the idiocy yeah. of people. When you think any normal thinking person, you know, the times of the tipi are over, you would think you need to open the chimney if you want to make a fire. Right. They claimed they didn't know. And set the whole house on fire. No, that basically the whole house was full of soot because if oh. you make it clear and you have nothing where the stuff that you put can go. Can, yeah. <laughs> right, so. Yeah, it's going to come back in. 
<laughs> yeah, the whole place was stinking like hell and needed to be completely repainted. You know? Oh my goodness! Cleaned and then repainted, and the the excuse was, well, I didn't know that I needed to open that. What an expensive yeah. mistake! <laughs> it goes back to this: what you said, you know, like learning from other people's mistakes. You mm -hmm. know, so the lesson there is, by the way, not to not rent houses anymore, but let professional property management organize it for you. Mm, okay. Okay. Understood. Understood. And I guess making sure that the person understands how everything in the house works, I guess, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's one. But professional management, they they do little decals. Like for, um, one little thing for your audience, you might ask yourself when you rent a house, most places where you rent a house, a regular house, like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars a month, the people who renovated the house, they leave the fireplace, but they close it off so you can't make a fire. When I first saw that, I said, wow, you guys are smart. And they said, why do you say that? Because I said, well, I was dumb enough to leave it open. Oh, <laughs> you know? wow. So, yeah. 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 Yes. So Lesson learned. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> and it's good to see that those that we pay, because we pay, obviously, property management for their services, that they had that same or similar experience. Exactly. You know, I mean, we're not even allowing people to access or use the fireplace. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and another thing that is, of, I mean, I guess you could speak to this as a coach and mentor, guiding people around those potholes and incidents and things that can create that bad experience how do they know what you've helped them avoid if they didn't go through it um well <laughs> this might sound a little bit weird but luckily we live in the information age right uh -huh. and there's tons and tons of examples of other people's stupidness yeah <laughs> stuff that happens so you can do these stories where you say imagine if it were you that and then you just you know go through this i mean my own example was a lesson learned well before we ever tried to do the investing professionally but um for our clients i am pointing out the things that i learned through own examples but there are also plenty of of other examples right where, where you see that people for example for many many years and in many locations thought that something can only go up in value and never go down in value right Right. Like, I mean, the whole financial crisis 2008 through 10 came from that, that thousands and thousands of agents ran around and said, buy this property, you get 100 percent financing. It will real estate only increases in value. Well, so then anybody and their grandma got a house that they couldn't afford. And when the values came down and the bank said, well, you got a loan that is way higher than the value the of your house, mm -hmm. well, the whole house of cards collapsed. Right. And the same thing happened a few years before that with the dot-com bubble in the in the stock market, where people said, well, I just call it doccare.com and then people will just buy my shares. Well, you know, that worked for a few years, but then the whole bubble burst. And in many ways, we are in this place again now, in my opinion, because we haven't really cleared the deck, right? Real estate got cleared out basically of all the bad actors in 2008 through 10. Oh. Well, but in the stock market, it's been 20 years and there are a lot of zombies around that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that should go. But on the other hand, that leaves opportunity for like your audience to say, okay, if I want to go into business and I want to get to that million, well, then you want to be in a space where there is really still lots of opportunity. 
And then when you start becoming profitable, then I'm here and people like me are here to say, okay, what do you do with the money that comes out of that business? Right. That you can actually ultimately get to the point where you let the money work for you and not you have to work for yourself. Right. Under- yeah, that's that's a great point because, of course, getting to, getting that one million might be one thing, but like we said before, understanding what to do with that million and making it work for you so you could be beyond that point because after you make a million dollars you spend one dollar you no longer have a million dollars right so well and it's also there's a little bit of an aspect of how you look at it right when you say make a million does that mean i make a million over time so i do a business and the business becomes successful in over five years step by step i made a million right the next thing somebody could ask is okay if i want to make a million is that a million in revenue Right? Mm-hmm. If I make a million in revenue, so I'm buying something and I'm selling it and I'm making a tiny little profit. So I made a million in revenue, but I may only have $10,000 in profit. Right. That That is making a million, but it's not making you rich. Right. No. So that's why I said a minute ago, let the money work for you is in the long run, not just more comfortable, but it's also the better strategy. Because if you think about it, if we take an example of our properties, right? Right now, if you were to come to me and say, I want to invest in one of your properties that, that your providers have, I would say, wonderful, Lydia, I have one, $150,000, nice house, and it's already rented for $1,500. Okay. Right? So that means if forgetting all the details, you're going to make about $300 or so every month in cash flow that you can put in your pocket as, okay. as gain. But you also own the house. If the house increases in value, you basically make the profit on that value. And guess who is paying down the mortgage? Your tenants are paying down the mortgage. Right. right? So with you sitting wherever you're sitting, the money, the 20% of those 150000 or the $30,000 that you invested into it is working for you through property management, through the bank, through the tenants. You're getting your $300 plus the appreciation plus the pay down of the mortgage instead of you having to be there all the time doing something. Right. Right. And so it's not that uncommon when you add it all together. And people are always shocked when I say that, that your annual uh, return is about 20 to 25% on your money. And that's really like, how is that possible? But think about it. If your property, the $150,000 house, gains 5% in value. Yeah. That's comparatively low if you look at the last few years, right? So 5% in value is $7,500. But you only put 30000 in. So if you take that 7500 that's more than 20% right there. Right. Because you're going to keep the whole 7500 even though the bank gave you $120,000 as a loan. Right? So all these aspects are basically aspects of what I basically propose is when you have some money that you want to make work for you, then residential real estate being shelter, as we said, right, good place to put it because you can make returns very safely over a long time um, that you rarely make anywhere else, you know, or you have to take on huge amounts of risk, which most people don't want. Right, right. So it's important, you know, is it making money just literally making Income, is it revenue, is it profit, Mm. or is it actually money that makes money by working in and of itself without you having to really do much? 
Got you. Right. Absolutely. Understanding, understanding your money, essentially that language, understanding the mind, like it's, it's a lot to it. And being able to have a good relationship with money is especially very important as well. And not many people really have a positive, a positive. No, that's, that's true. But it's also important in the context of really clearly defining when you say, I want to make a million that you can define what is the real goal. Right. Is it a million in income, a million in revenue, a million in profit, a million in money that is working for me through investments? Because in our little example, if you really had a million dollars and you needed 30,000 just for easy calculation, or let's say 25,000, you could have 14, four zero houses. Mm-hmm. Anybody who has that would not work anything. Right. Would just count the money that comes in every <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so, so I just want to put that in perspective, right? So when we say the path or the journey to a million, it's very, very important to know what exactly does that mean and what exactly is the goal. And then, you know, you and I can help people how to actually get on the path and step by step get closer and closer. Absolutely. Well, that's amazing. So how would someone get in contact with you to be able to work with you to get on that road to a million? Yeah, I think I make you smile when I say, so let's just assume you were intrigued to hear about the mindset menu. So you go to idealwealthcore.com forward slash free and download the mindset menu. And while you're trying that, my IT guys made it so it pops up and said, do you want the newsletter? It pops up and said, do you want to talk to Axel? So when you get the mindset menu, all the other stuff is basically happening automatically. Awesome. Awesome. So that's idealwealthgrower.com forward slash free. Yeah. Yes. So that's I-D-E-A-L-W-E-A-L-T-H-G-R-O-W-E-R.com slash free, F-R-E-E. And you will see Mindset Manual, which is Accelerate Your Path to Financial Independence. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And you'll be able to download as well as um, see more information about how to be able to work with Axel, which yeah, would be exactly. amazing. Cool. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Axel. This is great information here. And I see that the it has a couple of steps to the mind mindset manual. It has about four parts. Yeah, it has four parts. And there's also a bunch of videos on our YouTube channel if you want to kind of get a little bit of an explanation how each part is actually, you know, when you do the exercises, then it's helpful to have a little bit of an explanation. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Again, that's idealwealthgrower.com forward slash free. And you'll be able to get your free mindset manual download and then also learn more about how you can work with Axel directly as a mentor or as a client and be able to get on that road to a million. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Axel, for your time and for your wealth of knowledge. See what I did there? Very smooth. For your right, right, right. <laughs> For your wealth of knowledge in the area of building wealth and growing wealth, especially when it comes to residential um properties and such, because that's like you said, it's it's one of the basic human needs, having shelter, safety, as well as food. So being able to make sure that you are part of the equation when it comes to people determining where they live and how they are able to, you know, be able to make money or, or build their wealth through that avenue because it's a safer, safer bet, essentially. It's still a bet, but it's a safer bet. <laughs> it's Big a much safer bet. Yes, yes, yes. So thank you so much for your time. Is there any parting words that you have for our audience? 
No, the only thing I would say is if you do anything in investment or investing, whether it's real estate or otherwise, never forget to be patient mm. because that's one of the things we live in such a, you know, high turnover, instant instant gratification world where, you know, every 24 hours there's a new catastrophe to hear about and stuff like that. So in investing, and it really is almost irrelevant which one, it is very important to be patient. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely be patient as you grow your wealth because anything that you try and grow, it takes time. So definitely giving it a chance to grow so that it could do it in the proper way and it can last. Exactly. So it can last. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Axel. Again, visit idealwealthgrower.com to learn more and you can do forward slash free to get the um, the mindset manual for yourself. Thank you again for listening to Leaders on the Rise, Road to a Million. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Leaders on the Rise, Season 2, Road to a Million and Beyond. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you found it helpful. If you did, please leave a rating and review on Spotify or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. We have some amazing guests lined up, and I can't wait to share their stories with you. Until next time, keep rising. Keep rising.